Greetings and salutations and welcome to the manual. Today I want to touch on something really quickly. I try to record twice a day and with my current schedule, getting these out in the morning is actually better for me because I kind of find no time in the evening to record. Either my energy level is down or I just don't have it in me. So get me when I'm fresh. But I want to address traditions and our society as two things that I know about America. When it comes to tradition, one thing, we are a nation of laws. We have many, many laws. As you guys know, every state governs their own uh, way that they trial and error and kind of dole things out punishment wise. We are a nation of laws and these laws are to keep us in check, to kind of guide the social norms and protect liberties and things of that nature. So we are a nation of laws and we also are is a nation of pomp and circumstance. And for those of you who have never heard the term or never was familiar with the term, pomp and circumstance is just tradition. It's just another way of saying tradition is what kind of the way we do things. And in this current climate, a lot of traditions are being lost, whether they're in your own household, they're in society, they're in our government, our leadership, whatever you want to call it. And I want to address the pomp and circumstance of the president's kind of honoring each other or acknowledging each other with unveiling a White House portrait. Our current, I can't even use the word, in office is at a war of words, whatever you want to call that, with the former president of the United States, Mr. Barack Obama. You know, for many of us, Barack's ascension to office was a milestone in the history of African-American history, I guess. And whether you feel indifferent about his terms, two-term president, Mr. Current, two terms. You cannot say that until you're two terms. Whatever, whatever leadership that you have prior that you always complain about, all those guys were two-term guys. Two terms. Let's see if you get to your second. He basically did what he could in government and I have a rule and I'm taking it to the podcast that I would not talk about politics. I will, I will kind of dance around it a little bit, touch on it here and there, poke the bear if I can, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to delve deep into politics. Politics is something that, um, it reveals a lot about a person's nature and you may be probably astonished at what your friends think of your politics or what you think of their politics. It is what it is. It's, it's certain rules and norms that we have, traditions, as I'm picking this today, traditions that we have that, you know, we don't talk about politics and religion. Some people like to do that. I don't really care for it, but I know that once the politics door opens that we will talk about some things that you may not want to hear from me. Or I might look at you sideways and be like, wow, so you think that. And it's not wrong or right. I'm not... I'm not uh, getting on anybody for being a, having a certain party affiliation. I'm not. I'm not doing that. That's not. That's not who I want to be as a person. And you know, shame on me for even thinking that to judge someone because I am not your judge, jury, or executioner when it comes to that regard. I am just stating that politics is kind of giving us a window into your soul. It's kind of giving us uh, some things that you think about. So if you ever open that door with me, whether it's on this podcast or in person, just know that. 
I am going to have some, probably some vile things to say. I'm not even going to mince words here. Because I'm not a political person. I don't, I don't, I don't parade around uh, with politics on my sleeve. I don't parade around talking about how things should be or could be. I want to talk about things that need to be. I'm not, a, I'm not living in a wish, coulda, woulda world. I'm, I'm wishing, I'm living in the, I wish things was better. I wish things were a certain way. I want things to be better. But going back to pomp and circumstance, traditions, traditions, some traditions are meant to be broken. It's like records. Some, some things you have to change. You cannot keep certain traditions alive, whether they are racist, whether they are sexist, whether they are homophobic, whatever, whatever exists with these pomp and circumstance traditions or ceremonies or whatever they have, some of them have no place in today's society. That's not a fact. That's just kind of my, my opinion about that. But when it comes to certain things, certain ways of operating, you have to put your politics, air quotes, aside and kind of roll with it. When I have an issue or a problem uh, and I bring it to friends um, to help me solve the problem, if I, if I feel so compelled to ask for that kind of help, I'm looking at it from a vantage point of I'm talking to someone who is just as old as I am or probably older. But if I add our ages together, I'm going to get a number. And what that number is representative of me is that that is how many years of experience that we have in this problem. You know, if we have 86 years combined, then somewhere in those 86 years of living, Collectively, we should have a way of solving a problem. Now, we all like to do things our own way, pomp and circumstance. We have our own traditions. We have our own superstitions. We have our own uh, ways that we like to operate and navigate through our world. It's, you know, it is, it is what it is. It is what it is. But when it comes to representing the masses, and that tradition is a tradition that is uphold the sanctity of it, you know, why not? Show that you're a bigger person. Show that you that you can put aside differences, whether they're political, ideological, philosophical. Put them aside. See if you can see if you can do that. It's easier said than done to be someone who can break tradition or honor it. In being who I am, I have a rigid code of things that I won't bend for won't break for and I have things that I've learned to thaw and I've learned to be diplomatic I've learned to accept pomp and circumstance it is, it is something that is that is time honored it is something that is held deep held to the chest as they like to say it's it's something that is deeply rooted and America has a lot pomp and circumstance they have a lot of things that are still happening that are still deep rooted you know we have secret societies that exist we have fraternities that exist we have clubs we have groups and at some point things are going to change things change all the time it is it is something that we we have to live with we have to live with a lot of Inevitable things that will happen to us We all will die one day We That's it Until we find out There's some other way 
you know, be prepared to close your eyes one day and not wake up. It's going to happen. That's a pomp and circumstance. That's a tradition. That's a way of being. Forgive the levity here. Trying to move a point. Trying to make a point. I don't understand for the life of me why we the people let things happen in society. Whether you are for, pro, against, con, whatever you are, there's certain things that we just let happen. Because it's pomp and circumstance It's just because it's kind of the way it's been It's like who am I to change tradition It's remember coming to America When Jaffe Jofer the king Eddie Murphy's uh, Prince Hakeem's dad In the movie And they asked about The wife asked about I'm sorry the queen asked about Their son marrying a commoner And he says who am I to change tradition She says I thought you was the king Real, Real talk thought you were the king. I thought you could change that. I thought you could be better, bigger, badder, cooler, more accepting. Heavy is, head, heavy is the head that wears the crown. I love that. I love that saying. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. People don't understand what it is. The tradition, the fraternity, the sanctity of the office of the president of the United States is something that only a few people will know. We actually watch these guys become something else. Like they age in front of us. Two terms. They become a old person if they weren't old coming in. Don't you think you want to embrace something like that? Don't you think you want to counsel? Because if I was the president, I would have everybody come in. Not to have them make decisions for me because it's my it's my turn at bat. It's my turn at the helm. But I would like to counsel, sit with. No press, no advisors, just the past presidents that are living. I think there's only like six of them right now, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Just to sit there in that room with those years, because those years are like dog years. Those years, those four years or eight years or whatever you have, it's like triple that. Triple that. Triple that in that whatever you've been doing for how long you've been living or working at your job. If you've worked at your job for 30 years. Triple that 90 years of, of crazy stuff That you gotta do Don't you think that that would be cool To sit there And everyone kind of go through What they went through Because again Something's gonna define your presidency Something's gonna define who you are Why be led to your own destruction When you have a, a say in it Why don't you have a uh, a way of just kind of talking through things We have, you know, we all have advisors in life You know, I like to say that we're all, we're all the own presidents of our homes or, or our lives But we have people that are in our cabinet, so to speak That we can, you know, lean on, get advice from Or hear something that we regurgitate to them And you're like, whoa, I said that? That sounds crazy, I probably should not do that The pomp and circumstance Traditions, time-honored things, things that we deal with, things that we do, things that we that make us up, that make who we are who we are. Anybody that belongs to a fraternity knows these things. Anybody who belongs to a secret order knows these things. There are rituals. There are certain things that are just the way it is. It started for a reason. 
But it's cool when you acknowledge things, changing of the guard. I don't understand certain things. I don't understand how, how as a society we have not fallen. I don't understand that. I just, I'm clueless as to what goes on. Right now, things are happening, as I mentioned previously, that, you know, we're, we're blindsided by COVID. It's going to be around for a while, guys. COVID is going to be around for a while. De- dealing with the remnants of and the aftermath and the f- blowback and all the shit that comes with that. But there are other things that are still happening. There are other things that are, that are still going on, you know. They're considering travel bans on certain countries. So if you have family who are overseas, you may not see them for years. Or a year at best. They're considering travel bans on Latin nations right now. They're considering travel bans, you know, to certain states if we have a, a resurgence. Now, I am three hours away from my home, my home state of New Jersey. I'm, you know, I can drive. So travel ban doesn't, I don't have to fly to get home if, if need be. But if you have to fly to get somewhere, it could be problematic for you. It could be very, very difficult for you. Because these things have to kind of be put in place. So when you're distracted by things that are happening, they're happening for a reason. They're happening is the optics. Everything is optics in life. Everything is how it is seen, what lens. I love when my cousin used that word. I'm probably not going to ever stop using what lens I see th- things through because I have to put on different goggles in life to kind of know what I'm dealing with. There are things that are happening. There are things that, that we have no decision in because we cast a vote four years ago or eight years ago, whatever it was, or however long you voted for something, voted someone into power, they're making decisions on your behalf. They're speaking for you. Real fucking talk. They're speaking for you. They're, you know, so when you're, when you're looking at why things are not the way they're supposed to be or why things seem unfair or unbalanced or whatever, you voted for that. You signed up for that. Essentially, you know. I got my own votes on, I got my own views on voting, you know. But tradition is tradition. There's things that you have to, you know, hold dear, you know. If it's not outdated, if it's not something that is uh, no longer useful, yeah, get rid of it. I believe that, you know. No sense in, you know, changing things or tweaking it, you know. The Constitution is... Um, amendable It has amendments in it <laughs> Things that can be changed Things that can be altered You know For us to be free For black folks to be free They had to make an amendment For women to have the Voting rights For others to have Voting rights It's one of the craziest Things ever man That we have a, a document That actually excluded People from the onset It's fucking crazy But I get it It's pomp and circumstances. It was tradition at one point. It was how it was. But there's certain things that, you know, that are treasurable as a circumstance thing. There's certain things that are that are that have the optics to bring people together. You know, I've um I had a, a um typical story coming to America. Um I had a bully. 
that it didn't last long because I always tell people when I was a kid <laughs> growing up in the in the late seventies, early eighties, or you know that time frame, we had the same things that these kids have now. We have bullies and all that, but that was you know you either whooped their ass or had a family member step in. But that bully situation stopped quickly, and my bully became a good friend of mine's. And I didn't understand until we got to be adolescent years, you know, what what about me that this person didn't like? Didn't like the way I combed my hair, the clothes I had, how I spoke to people, the friends that I kept. Like, What was it about me that you didn't like that you wanted to just bully me, wanted to just not, not treat me right? And they just told me, I just, you know, I just thought you were different. And I ain't like different. I like the same stuff. I like I like everyone look the same, same as me, act like me. You are different. So we weren't just gonna have that. And that's it. That's that's what it comes down to. It's your it's your differences with people. It's your differences you know, within whatever dynamic you're you're in, whether it's you know, the coworkers you have or the friends that you keep, uh people that you work for, work with want to work for and want to work with whoever you align yourselves with the bible has a very interesting quote that if you show me your friends i'll tell you who you are poignant it's a dope quote i shouldn't say quote it's actually a saying i guess when i when i talk about the bible i shouldn't say quote quote is disrespectful to that so i'm not going to say quote <laughs> it's a saying it's a teaching it's it's, it's a a verse in the Bible. Show me, show me your friends, and I'll tell you who you are. Because we're like-minded. We like things that are similar. We like things that are familiar to us. We like things that are are um, make us feel comfortable. But sometimes we have to be comfortably uncomfortable. You have to do that. You that is a. A thing about evolving as a person and growing as a person. Well, whatever you thought as a 25-year-old, as a 45-year-old, you're not going to think the same things. I can guarantee you that. Even if you don't change much as a person because you're so, you know, you have these core habits. But the world's going to change around you. The world's definitely going to change around you. It's life. Life evolves. Life finds a way to thrive, you know. Uh, one thing I like about water if you put water in any vessel, it becomes that vessel. It forms, it's fluid, it becomes that vessel. But if you try to trap water, it's going to find a way, if it doesn't pull right away, it's going to find a way to escape and get out. And sometimes we have to get out and escape our own minds. We have to come out of ourselves, come out of our shells. You know, stop letting people dictate to you what should be. And you should have a saying what should be. This, this talk started about, you know, presidents not honoring each other or acknowledging each other. I can care less about that shit, to be honest with you. I, it, it wasn't, it wasn't to, to do that. It was a way to grab your attention for me to talk about the pomp and circumstances of your own lives. The, the traditions that you hold dear, things that you do, how you pass the torch to your children, how do you pass the torch to your spouse, how you lead, the examples that you set. I don't know. 
You tell me. Just thoughts, as always. Just my thoughts. We rally for certain things. And I guess being in a society that kind of has its own social norms and idiosyncrasies that are set by leaderships and administrations and all that kind of shit, it strips you away of who you are. It strips you down to say, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. I agree, but I don't agree to that extent. That is what we have to deal with as people. Everyone has traditions. Everyone has things that they pass on to someone else. Things have, you know, the way you share. Like um, when I was a realtor, one of the things that I I used to always say to people that were buying homes when they were very, you know, advanced in age. Um, I had a, a client once that bought his first house when he was in his 50s. I was young then. I was probably... 22, 23 years old at the time. This person was 50 years old. And they, they've never owned a home to that point. And it wasn't, I don't think it's because of financial or I don't know what, to be honest with you, I don't know what it was. But they, they still had the same emotion, the same elation that someone who was probably buying their third and fourth home would have. It's a new beginning. It's, it's a new tradition. It's, you know, whatever you're going to bring. I... Uh, I am a superstitious person. If you didn't know that about me, you know that now. I'm superstitious. I don't like certain things to be put in a certain way. If I move from one place, yeah, I have a collection of things that I have and things that I've grown um, you know, in my life to have. I've come around, collected, whatever. But there's certain things I won't take to the new place. Especially if I'm sharing a place with a, a new person um, you know certain things you just don't have any use for anymore you know we all have that bachelor couch yeah but she's not gonna like the bachelor couch because that bachelor couch got a lot of stuff on it that she probably <laughs> can only imagine was on it so you're not gonna bring the bachelor couch in here it's not gonna happen it's not a tradition in our house now I get it I always get it <laughs> But I just hope that whatever things you hold dear, man, whatever, whatever things that you honor and treasure, uh, whatever is useful, whatever can be passed on, whatever can be upheld, that you do it in a respectful manner. Because that's what keeps it pomp and circumstance. That's what keeps it, you know, what do you call it? Heirlooms are like that. Heirlooms, heirlooms might be monetarily worth not as much as people think they are but the sentimental value that that's attached with it the way that something is passed on or held gives it immense value it gives it it gives it unimaginable value for a person where they're passing something down to you and says this was your great 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 grandmother's earrings i want them to wear them on your wedding day these are things that are part of us these are pieces that we that we take when we're long and gone these things will hopefully remain the Bushido code is a centuries old mantra it's a centuries old way of being but it's still it's still prevalent today in society in some kind of way 
I still hold it dear to me, and I've only been introduced to it several years ago. But I, it's something that I, I feel passionate about. There's, there's things in there that I explain to you guys that I, I hold dear to myself. It's come a part of me now. It's crazy. But thank you again, Susan Emanuel. I will talk to you soon.